Hello, everyone, and Happy New Year 2022. We welcome you all to the Happiness Journey podcast with Dr. Dan, where every journey is worth living. My name is Dr. Dan, and I'm your host for today's episode. I'm a cognitive behavior psychotherapist specializing in anger management issues, both court-appointed and private, marriage counseling, dissociative disorders, narcissistic personality disorders, depression, anxiety, dream analysis, and also provide life, business, and retirement coaching support. I provide individual one-on-one session and also group settings. If you need any assistance, reach out to DMV Therapy and Coaching Services at 301-325-1550, and our website can be found at lifecoach.amzalai.com. Today, I'm very excited to have at our season three, episode number six, a very special guest, Faye Lawan, all the way from New Zealand. Now, just like every of my past episode, I will leave it up to the guests to properly introduce themselves as no one can do a better job. Faye, the floor is yours. Oh, thank you. Good morning, by the way, from the future. I'm coming to you from the future here in New Zealand. And I can tell you the future is really bright and beautiful. Beautiful, good. It's it's lovely to connect with you, Dan, uh, and your followers who are happiness seekers. And um, I guess, you know, that's one of the common threads that we all have in common as, as humans, right, who are walking on this planet. I think regardless of what we do, what our chosen paths are, underlying all of that is a desire for happiness, right? Correct. And, uh, and of course, you know, my, my, my journey has been no different in that regard. And in the work that I do in internal conflict resolution, uh, the, um, the, uh, the end goal is happiness, right? Because behind everything that we seek is happiness. If you want improved health and you ask, you dig down and you say, well, why do you want that? I want to be happy. If you want a better relationship, if you want to improve your your relationships um, um, situation and you ask why, you ask the question why, behind that is I want to be happy. If you want uh, improvement in your career or, 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 or success in your career and you dig down and you ask why or career fulfillment, the answer is also I want to be happy. Yeah. Whatever, whatever it is that we seek or that we do or the choices that we make, it's basically driven by happiness, right? But you and I know, and your and your and your listeners would also understand this would resonate with them that if there are internal conflicts, or if there's internal tension, or there's disharmony in any area of your life, that's going to cloud and limit your ability to access that happiness and that joy that you seek in whichever area in your life that you're looking for improvement. Mm-hmm. And that work that I do is all about resolving those internal conflicts, removing those internal limitations, those internal blockages, that mostly are subconscious, mm-hmm. so that you can access with ease and effortlessness the happiness that you seek in your health, in your career, and in your relationships. Beautiful. Now, what hmm. are the strategies, Faye, that you provide to your uh, clients to be able to kind of like eliminate this limiting belief that they have in their mind that they're not worth being happy because let's say someone who has been dealing with abuse all their lives childhood um their their thoughts continues to be more about accepting their state Mm. accepting the fact that they will never reach happiness because they don't deserve it or because they're not good enough whatever it is so yeah 
change that perspective? Yeah, that's that's a good point. You see, uh, Dan, uh, there's there's a belief, there is a uh, uh, there's a belief component for sure, but there's also a stored memory, isn't there, in the body and in the nervous system? So, in my approach with internal conflict resolution primarily what we're doing is we're removing those internal conflicts and those internal blockages from the level of the subconscious and the level of the nervous system, because this is where these issues actually are created and stored. And most of the time, by virtue of it being subconscious or unconscious is another word for subconscious, we're not aware of it with our conscious thinking uh, waking mind. But just because you're not aware of something with your thinking mind, it does not mean that it's not there, it's not true, and it's not present, and not creating that internal imbalance. So I'm just going to give you like a quick, um, uh, a little quick backstory of how I came to do the work that I'm doing, which illustrates my point about being, you know, these internal conflicts that stop you from the happiness that you uh, seek and desire being stored at the level of the subconscious and the nervous system. You probably figured out from my accent that I'm not from here. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm from Lebanon in the Middle East. And uh, as you and your listeners may be aware, you know, the Middle East is a part of the world that is mired with conflict, mired with conflict and chaos and confusion. So I was born into that chaos and that confusion around the start of the Lebanese Civil War in 1975. And even though we left, my family and I left the, the area of conflict pretty early on, like I was only five, um, what I didn't know is that I carried those patterns of internal conflict and chaos with me internally, stored in my mind and in my nervous system until my life started crumbling and falling apart around the age of 40. Now, when we left Lebanon and the Middle East, we, you know, we had quite a nomadic lifestyle. So we lived in places like Cyprus and Greece and Eventually, we immigrated to Canada, and then I studied in the United States, and I ended up living in the Caribbean. So these are all places that have no conflict, right? I mean, these are places of peace, prosperity, and stability. Correct. But it doesn't matter what your external environment is, because if internally you are carrying patterns of chaos, instability, and stress, that's going to show up in your life. So in every possible area of my life, my life was falling apart and crumbling um, uh, down. Uh, nothing was going right in my health, in my career, and in my relationships. And eventually, it wasn't until I had a total breakdown that I realized that I needed to take a step back and look at really what's going on in order to get the happiness that I wanted and that I sought and that I desired. And so initially, the, um, the doctors, um, their, their pathway out of this was uh, medication and talk therapy. And uh, I rejected the, the, the medication um, uh, treatment pathway right away because I was looking for something uh, like a natural and, uh, and that has no side effects. And I did, I thought, let me, let me try a talk therapy because I did feel that there was some um, logic behind uh, emotions and my past and my mind impacting my health and where my life was not going at the time. I kid you not, I went to two sessions of talk therapy and I never went back. Now, this is what started me, what started me on this pathway of this inquiry of then, if not medication, 
and talk therapy, then what? Then what? I didn't know what I knew now, though. And so I started, I embarked on an inquiry of what it takes to be happy, healthy, and well. About five or six years into that inquiry, I came across this whole idea of the subconscious mind. And immediately, you know, like when you come across something and you feel in your body that it's probably has, you know, like it, 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 it has, it speaks to you. I felt it in my body done. And so right away, I booked in with a therapist who works with the subconscious mind. And, you know, the, the therapist at the time asked my mind to do what I now ask my client's mind to do, which is to travel back to the time that was responsible for all of the limitations in my current life. Like at this point now, I was 41 years old, right? 41 years old. And so my mind, our conscious, our subconscious mind is very obedient. It will always, always comply because it actually, it actually wants you to be happy, healthy, and well. And so my subconscious mind knew exactly why I was there and wanted to cooperate. So it went, traveled back in time to the time that I was five years old, 36 years earlier. And in that scene, it was a scene when we were fleeing the war zone. And my father had been caught outside of the country. And so here's my mother with three young children. I'm the eldest, I was five. My little brother was three and a half and my little sister was like one and a half. Okay. And here's a woman, you know, fleeing, the, fleeing her homeland because of trouble. And somehow someone told us, her, that if you flee at around two in the morning, it's safer than if you flee during the day. So that's what we did. And about 10 minutes away from home, the, 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 the bombing started. So there was bombs in the distance and snipers overhead. And in an attempt to keep us kids safe, my mother pushed our heads underneath the seat of the car. In that moment, I couldn't breathe. The nervous system froze. The nervous system, the, stre the, the stress of that moment was stored in the body and it never recovered. That, 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 that feeling of stress. And it wasn't until, and that stress remained in the body and that memory remained in the mind for 36 years. Wow. Even though I had no conscious awareness creating all of these imbalances and blocking me from the success, the happiness and the health that I wanted. And it wasn't then until I resolved the underlying root cause issues. It wasn't just one. Uh, issues or reasons for these limitations from the level of the subconscious and the level of the nervous system that things changed and and changed naturally without any side effects and quite quickly and so in my approach now with internal conflict resolution we work heavily with the subconscious mind because this is where all of the reasons are stored for why you're not where you want to be or why your life is the way it is or it isn't. We also work at the nervous system level because this is where your stress responses are stored. This is These are your survival responses. This is the part of your system that regulates your mood, your digestion, your immunity, your reproductive facility. So, uh, uh, you know, when you're working with anxiety, with depression, with PTSD, uh, with infertility, with all of those uh, conditions that come from chronic, consistent stress, 
doing it from a cognitive level alone is not enough. You've got to go to the nervous system where these patterns are stored mm -hmm. in the body and work with them that way. So those are two, those are the two main primary thongs, but it's not enough to just work there. So in my approach, we definitely incorporate a lot of the subconscious mind and the nervous system, but we also need to work on um, on lifestyle and habits, right? And, and choices and routines. We also need to work on emotions. And we also need to work on, um, uh, on, um, on the body as well, you know, like uh, 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 remove being in the body, being in the body, you know, if when we're depressed, when we're anxious, when we have PTSD, when we have any of these conditions um, that stem from chronic stress, there's dissociation, right? You would know that. Absolutely. Dissociation, immediately there's dissociation, which means we're totally disconnected from the body and we're in the mind. When we're in the mind, given the negativity bias, the way that it is, it's going to keep replaying all of the old scenes and scenarios that have been unresolved. And so we're constantly reliving the past or, or reliving fearful situations of the future and feeling it in the body. And so along with all of those other practices and all of those other approaches, we need to start practicing dropping into the body and using the wisdom of the body in order to heal us and move us forward. Because in the body, the body intelligence is so powerful, as we know. It's so, so powerful. And as you pr we practice being in the body, and feeling sensations and decoding sensations, we actually get a lot of important information, important direction, important cues about what we need to be doing more of, what we need to be doing less of, what we need to start doing, stop doing, or continue doing. And that's a big, a big, a big part of you know the depression and the anxiety that is so rampant, mm -hmm. and the mental health that we see so rampantly is this like. I uh, this feeling of being stuck. I don't know what I need to do. I can't. I can't decide. I'm lost. I'm confused. Well, yes, because if we're relying on externals to uh, get direction and cueing, oh my God, we're totally screwed. Excuse my pardon, my French. Especially, especially in an environment where there's so much unpredictability and unfamiliarity, there is no way you're going to get any certainty from your externals. It's absolutely not going to happen. So where is that certainty and where is that clarity and that knowledge and that direction gonna come from? It's gonna come from inside. One of the, um, one of the sources of knowledge is actually in the sensations. In the, in, the, in the body. And as we practice being in the body and listening to what's happening in the body and the sensations in the body, we start to access incredible, incredible data and information about ourselves, about our life and about our future. And as you start applying that, and not only do all of those other, you know, neg the, the negativities from those chronic stress conditions start disappearing, but you also start arriving to this feeling of being happy for no reason, which is the most amazing, amazing thing that despite everything going on around you, that as you're with yourself and you're, 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 you're connected to what's going on, that you start to feel happy for no reason. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. It really is amazing.
So that's basically those are those are the approaches or the ideologies that I incorporate into this work of internal conflict resolution in order to help you access easily, effortlessly, and naturally internal states of happiness, but other internal states of positivity, confidence, motivation, uh, calmness, and all of that stuff that we seek for a happy, fulfilled life. What I'm amazed today is that with everything that you went through, that you didn't develop any dissociated disorders, like multiple personality, because people like who went through what you went through at that age, especially at five years old, um, a lot of like the, the, the mind response will be to be able to create an entity, a separate entity, yeah. your personality to be able to yeah. you in time of needs. And this, yeah. this entity per se, would always follow you for the rest of your life. So I'm amazed that you were able to kind of like figure out a way to manage all of this. So a couple, a couple of things. I really attribute a lot of that actually to a few factors. One of them is my parents who were really, really incredible, right? Like they were really, I mean, even though they didn't have the knowledge that we now know about psychology or anything like that, you know, they, they were very loving parents and they were very committed to their children and very committed to, despite all of the madness and the, and the uncertainty in our lives to provide some sort of home stability. So I think that, that, that's, that sense up so from that came a safety which we know for a nervous system is so important you know a felt sense of safety mm -hmm. so there there was that also i uh, i i think um um there, there, there's. A, a, I think my intuition has always been very strong and intuitively i always always knew that uh, I have what it takes inside of me to live the life that I want, even though I didn't know what that looked like or how to make that happen done, you know? But there was a sense of trust around that. Finally, I think the work that I did from the time that I was 36, when my life like really, really started falling apart until now that through that 15 year old journey has helped to clear the residues because the, I mean, the traumas are there, you know, we all have traumas, but you know, it's really that work has really, really helped to deal with the traumas as they emerge. And I actually now I'm so grateful when I have a trauma emerge because I know not only that I know how to handle it and I have the internal resources to deal with it, but also it means that um, the mind uh, perceives that I'm ready for that release and ready for that growth mm -hmm. and ready, ready for that evolution to the next level. So, um, yeah, and there, there have been some pretty dark, pretty dark times. Some, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. There have been some pretty dark times, but that's part of that's part of our human journey. And I think part of the work is recognizing that the the darkness also comes with possibility for light and happiness and and lightness and all of that stuff, right? That is, that is true. Um, and 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 that becomes a daily practice. You know, it's 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 practicing daily. You know feeling and being the way we want to live, you know, and thinking about that daily. And I think the past 20, whatever now, 24 months with the pandemic, more than ever uh, have made me realize anyway that uh, happiness is a choice mm -hmm. and it's a decision and it really is not circumstance. But don't you agree that also external environment may 
preclude what your happiness or not the level because there's not really any level per se uh, but more about if anything goes down the drain around you chances are your happiness will be affected so there are some external factors that do contribute to your happiness or the lack thereof so 100 <laughs> 100% life is easier when we have no pandemics life is easier when we have no restrictions life is easier when we know what's going to happen tomorrow when we think we know what's going to happen tomorrow and you have freedom of movement 100%, 100%. However, however, even when those external conditions are the way that they are or, the, or were the way that they were, we were still unhappy, you know? Like seriously, like when I, when I think back to life uh, in 2019 or 20 or before March, 2020, and I think about how good we had it mm -hmm. and yet how many of us still struggled, and I, and I look at where we are now, you know, and how much we've lost. Yes, we've gained a lot, but I also feel we've lost a lot, regardless of where, you know, especially, you know, depending on where we live. And yet there are still people who choose to be happy. There are still people who decide to be happy. There are still people who decide to be in the moment. Uh, that makes me realize that it's it, it, it really is a decision that, and of course, your externals contribute to it. Of course, they do but you can be living in an idyllic situation and still be sorely unhappy. When I had my first meltdown, uh, I was actually living in the Caribbean. I was living on a Caribbean island. Oh. I was living where other people vacation. I was in Curacao. Yeah. My, so, so I was living where other people vacation and that's where my life crumbled and fell apart. Wow. And that's when I realized, you know, it has nothing to do with your externals because internally, if you're conflicted, you can be in paradise and still not have a blissful experience. That is true. So for everyone who's going through like those massive like uh, post-traumatic stress disorders or any other like uh, illnesses, bipolar, etc., um, it's kind of hard to be able to preach to them that happiness is a choice because for them, the, the term happiness does not even cross their mind because of also a chemical imbalance that is occurring in their mind at this moment. So how do you, I mean, do you deal with people who are having those illnesses or you just are dealing with uh, clients that are primarily like a bit on at ease and they, they just feel that something is missing in their mind or in their life and they don't have any purpose. And these are the ideal clients for you. Yeah. So um, I work with, uh, I don't work with clients who have a psychiatric diagnosis, okay. right? That's not my scope of practice. Uh, having said that though, I do have a lot of clients that come to me for an integrative complementary support to what they're doing with their psychiatrist because the techniques that they learn with me about relaxing their nervous system, supporting their nervous system, working with the subconscious mind, accessing the subconscious mind is very, very supportive to the work that they're doing with a psychiatrist. However, if you have a psychiatric diagnosis, that is not my scope of, my scope of practice at all. Having said that though, Dan, even if one is working with a psychiatrist, but a psychiatric diagnosis or with a psychiatrist, the decision to be well, the decision to be happy, we all have access to. We all have access to that, right? I have a proprietary nine-step system 
And uh, in the first step of that system is assuming responsibility for change. Because even if the imbalance comes from a chemical imbalance, the decision to be better and to balance out the, the, the chemistry and balance out what's happening in the brain, no one else can make that decision other than you. If you are an adult, anyway, if you're an adult in this country, I don't know what it's like in the States, that decision is only yours for now. I mean, you know, for now, that decision is only yours. And what I'm saying is when we assume responsibility for our health, our mental health and our well-being, what follows is we're also assuming responsibility for our happiness because our happiness is not anyone else's responsibility. It's our own. We need to decide that we're going to do whatever it takes, whatever it takes to be happy. If that means working with a psychiatrist, that's what it means. If it means going on medication, that's what it means. If it means trying out complementary therapies, that's what it means. If it means, you know, looking at ourselves and doing the inner work, that's what it means. And that's what I mean that happiness is a choice and happiness is a decision. It's not, it's not dependent on anyone around you, although these things can, can enhance your, your, your positive experiences for sure. Absolutely. But they don't make them. Now, you, you still have that um, extensive knowledge, uh, Faye. Um, and of course, when you to tell people the best way to access the subconscious mind is through meditation, self-hypnosis. And that allows people to be able to kind of like detach themselves from the stress that they're living in and stay, start taking a, a moment for themselves to say, okay, you know what? Now it's time to talk to myself. Now it's time to be able to accept whatever condition I'm in right now, but yet embrace the situation and not try to deny it. Because a lot of people, yeah. it's, it's hard to accept a situation that is really um, distasteful or not good for you in terms of like whatever condition you're living. But how can you go around it? Instead of like hiding from it, face it. It's like face your fears, okay? And people are reluctant in doing something like that, unfortunately, because they say, I don't know, fear is unknown. I don't know what to expect. I don't know what to, what is going to come my way. So they detach themselves and they turn their head on the other direction because they think this is the best solution, which is not. But when it comes to, because I meditate, I've been meditating for the past seven years. Okay. I do this on a day-to-day basis. And also I do it at night when I, I'm about to go to sleep. I put like self-guided meditation or self-guided uh, affirmation and I put myself to sleep through it. This is the best way to access the subconscious mind. So, and I, t- and I help people to do the same, but a, a lot of people just cannot fathom just so I should sit and just do nothing. You see, it's not in their right mind to be able to accept this kind of condition because they're not prone to doing something like that. They're not, for them, every minute counts. So I cannot accept the fact I'm going to sit down and not do anything for five minutes or 10 minutes. Because we've been brainwashed to believe that right. doing doing creates worthiness, right? Yes. So the more we do, it's like a bit of a, like a status symbol. The busier you are, you know, it, the more full your life is, the better you are at your career, the more you have happening for you. And the thing is... Doing, I mean, doing is important, right? But doing is what drives your nervous system into stress, into stress mode. And it actually drives your, your stress hormones. Mm-hmm. So if you keep doing, 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 doing without hitting the pause or the reset and practicing being, you're going to imbalance your nervous system and imbalance your stress responses. 
And as you do that, you move away from the internal ability and the internal resources to be well, happy and healthy. So that's part of it. Like we've bought into we need to do more uh, and we don't need to practice being. So uh, uh, the the um, what you were saying about about meditation, I am 100 percent. I subscribe to in today's world. It is impossible to uh, uh, be anywhere close to internal states of happiness if we don't have some kind of meditation or mindfulness practice. It's virtually actually impossible, virtually impossible. You need to, because we need to practice being present on purpose. Mm -hmm. We need to practice focusing on something of our choice on purpose. Otherwise we're going to be drawn into a hundred and million one directions and far away from ourselves. But you know, Dan, the thing about accessing the subconscious mind, yes, meditation is very good for that, but it's not the only way. I have found in my experience, the fastest way to do that is through a guided hypnotherapy experience, right? So you can do, there's lots of self-hypnosis options out there to do, which I think are very, very good. However, if you want a quick result, and you know where you want to go, and you're working with someone who is an expert on the subconscious mind, then you can use the natural state of hypnosis for therapeutic purposes, which is why it's called hypnotherapy, right? You're using the natural state of the mind to access your subconscious for therapeutic purposes. And this is why, you know, I I incorporate a lot of hypnotherapy into my approaches and into my practices. And that's really a, a... um a primary modality that I always, always promote hypnotherapy. And I love that now the science is behind hypnotherapy and is behind the subconscious mind as a fast uh, evidence-based proven method for change in a way that is very natural and easy and has no side effects. So um, that's another, you know, another option for, you know, people to look into hypnotherapy. Uh, Highly, highly recommend it. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, that is all the time that we have for today's uh, podcast. I really do appreciate you for taking the time out of your very busy schedule to join us, especially because of the time difference with the East Coast. Now, thank you so much for participating and inspiring our many listeners with your incredible story and knowledge. Now, we hope that you have all enjoyed today's episode. I'm very excited about the many upcoming guests that we have scheduled for year 2022 of the Happiness Journey podcast filled with inspirational stories just like the one that you listened to today. Now, here are a few concluding words of wisdom. You gain strength, courage, and confidence by every experience in which you really stop to look fear in the face. You're able to say to yourself, I live through this pandemic. I can take the next things that come along. You must do the things that you think that you cannot do. Those who think they can do it or can't do it are both right. When you deal with the outside world telling you that you are a failure, always remember that the outside world is projecting their own insecurities into you. They fear to be left in the dark while you're progressing in your own life. Giving them power to their words is a first sign of absolute failure. Learn how to thrive when being disliked. It's very freeing and certainly helps you achieve greatness and happiness. My name is Dr. Dan Amzalag, and you may all keep pursuing your amazing journey in life.